Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Are you ready? It's astrology month. Yes. If you missed the memo, if you care, I don't even know if it really matters (laughs) because I think you all just really enjoy listening to episodes as they come, but I'm experimenting with themed months on the show for the second season and possibly going forward. I think it's a really fun way to give us an opportunity to really dive deep into a certain area of study from different perspectives, both mine through the solo episodes, as well as, you know, actual experts (laughs) who I bring in on the interviews. So this month, November, we're talking about astrology and I... I have like real experts for you coming. The this is going to be an absolutely amazing month. Um, I like to I like surprises, so I'm just going to kind of I'm not going to tell you who's coming. If you follow me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus, then you if you watch my stories, which is where the action happens, you really should. Then you may see some behind the scenes of my interviews, so you may get some hints. Yes, that is me telling you to watch my Instagram stories to get hints (laughs) and all of the sort of behind the scenes info of what's happening before it's released to the public. I think of my Instagram stories as like my little clubhouse sort of where I just share whatever I want unfiltered. So this month we're talking about astrology all month, all kinds of topics ranging from Um, the astrology of wealth creation and entrepreneurship, astrology of friendships, relationships, all kinds of relationships in your life, not romantic ones only. We're talking about the astrology of politics, queering astrology, so many cool topics. But I thought it would be fun to open this month with a solo episode to sort of talk about how astrology convinced me. Because it's kind of a fun story, and alongside that, I wanted to talk about karmic astrology, because for me, it is one area of astrology that has really, really, really um, been very powerful for me, and has really influenced the work I do with my clients, um, with my tarot clients, with my coaching clients, and with just the way I view the world and our place in it this time around because I do believe in multiple lifetimes and when I learned about sort of the basics of karmic astrology which are the north and south nodes which I'm going to talk about a bit today so if you've never heard of that don't worry um when I first learned about that things really clicked for me so many things and I have had an amazing experience over the past maybe six months of that clicking with me on a whole new level so I wanted to share because 
my experience with astrology, my journey with astrology may surprise you because I was actually a complete skeptic. Now, the reason this is interesting is this. Obviously, a lot of people are skeptical of astrology and all types of other things, like things we talk about on the show, magic, even like self-help. People are, you know, pretty skeptical of sometimes. Skeptical? Skeptical of sometimes. But for me, I've been studying the occult since I was literally seven years old. I, there was this one ghost hunting book in the library that, in the school library, actually. It was like a kid's book, but it was like, had, it was, I think it was written by actual ghost hunters. This was before like the ghost hunting shows. Um, <laughs> but, which I would have literally died over back then. I've actually never watched one in my adult life, but I should watch one to honor my seven-year-old self. Anyway, I got that book out of the library every time it was there, which it always was because no one read it but me. <laughs> Let's face it, if there was another weirdo at the school, I would have known it. So I have been studying the occult pretty extensively since I was seven, starting with ghost hunting that led me into learning about clairvoyance and, um, I mean, just so many things. Divination, I discovered, I started learning about divination at a pretty young age. I discovered witchcraft when I was probably 11. So I mean, I have been studying the stuff forever. And yet astrology was the one piece that I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. So I thought it would be interesting and helpful to share my perspective because I'm sure that some of you out there are skeptical as well. And you know, what's so cool about this podcast, you may not know this if you're a newer listener, or you may not know this just because you don't really think about who listens to this episode, these episodes besides yourself, (laughs) which isn't because you're selfish. It's just, you know, I don't think of when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm not like, who, who else is out there who listens to this? <laughs> anyway, I, I know the people in my audience, you know, some of them are like all in to the occult like I am. Some of them are coming from the more personal development side, because as you know, I am passionate about mixing magic and mindset. I approach the, you know, the mindset shifts, the personal development work with the same vigor that I do the mystical spiritual work. So they may come up from it from that perspective. And then I know there's actually a pretty sizable group of you who, for whom all of this is pretty new. And I fucking love that because it shows that you're curious and that you're interested and that you're just like willing to go along for the ride. And I'm exactly the same way. And so I honor and love those of you in particular who are totally new to this. You're not a witch. You're not a psychic. You're not, you know, you don't read self-help books. You're just like, because I was also reading self-help books when I was seven, believe it or not. (laughs) I've always been interested in like human psychology and I've always seen the connection between that and like psychic activity. Anyway, so I um, I thought it would be just fun to share how astrology convinced me and how I it became a pretty important part of my karmic journey. So when I was in high school, my boyfriend in high school, or like when I was graduating high school, because my first boyfriend in high school is trash, let's face it. Second one was pretty good. Um, still, still consider him a nice guy. <laughs> Don't look back and like want to shake myself. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Anyway, he was obsessed with astrology and I was like really kind of against astrology, despite the fact that I kind of consider myself a witch. Although, you know, I had a sort of, I practiced spirituality and practiced magic, but I had sort of an on again, off again relationship with it. 
But I wasn't new to this stuff, and yet astrology for me felt like bullshit, and this is why. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> and what I mean by that is this. So when I was, you know, all of the astrology books that were available probably at the library, which is, I've got to actually mention, I talked today on my Instagram about a, um, I, I sort of gave like a love letter to the internet. And it's so crazy to me because when I started learning about this stuff, you had to just count on books. And unless you went to like a really, had a cool bookstore nearby, I mean, like, I remember with my dad, we would make a special trip like twice a year to go to like Borders or something. Like if you guys remember Borders, it's closed now because pretty much all standing bookstores are closed now, sadly. It was like a special thing. So needless to say, we got like a gift card and it was like, what am I going to spend it on? We'd spend all day there and we'd read books and it was a thing. So needless to say, my access to knowledge was the public library. And I grew up in Baltimore County. And the funny thing is I recently went to that library that was such a crucial part of my, of like my evolution, really. It was so much smaller than I realized. I went with, and when I was visiting my mother, my parents back in September, I was helping my mom, I guess, donate some books, which it was literally like 20 bags of books, bless their hearts for accepting them. Um, but I went into the library. It was so much smaller than I expected. And I was like, holy shit. It wasn't my imagination that there were literally like two shelves, maybe, maybe one of like paranormal or metaphysical books. So I was limited in the knowledge I could access. You know, the internet was only just becoming a thing that normal people used. And when I was in middle school, I'm 34 years old, almost 35. Um, and, you know, it was just like not like it is now, even when the internet came out, like the AOL CDs, <laughs> literally I was listening to an audiobook the other day and the guy mentioned, you've probably seen me on AOL and I almost died because <laughs> like that was what the internet was back then, AOL, <laughs> going on a tangent, but you know, that's why the show, that's why you listen to the show for the tangents. Um, at least that's what I say every episode <laughs> as a way of justifying how I am, my Gemini ascendant. Um, so we, um, where was I? Oh yeah. I mean, I had very limited knowledge or access to knowledge and it was still what I had being in a, like outside of a major city, relatively major city. Baltimore is like not the biggest city, but it's a city. Um, you know, I had access to way more than someone in like the Midwest probably had. I mean, no offense to my Midwestern people. I just like imagine there are a lot of ghost books in the library. Maybe I'm wrong could be wrong. Don't hate me if I'm wrong. So the couple of the few books I'd read about astrology, I looked at my sign because I didn't know anything about anything besides just like my sign, which is your sun sign. So the sign you think of is your sun sign. It's only one part, an important part, but of only one part of your huge natal or birth chart, which is basically a map of where all the planets and planetary bodies that are viewed in astrology, where they were when you were born. So if you want to find that out for yourself, side note, I've talked about this before on the podcast many times, just Google astro free chart. I use astro.com, but the website's so innavigable. I think it's actually like not been updated since the internet came out. <laughs> astro.com people, if you're listening, please Maybe it's just me, but like make it, like update the site, please. But it's I, it's my favorite place to get a free natal chart. You can just 
So I just Google it because I can never find the link on the homepage. <laughs> like I can, I've been using this website for years now. So many times. Like there was a time long ago that I did astrology natal chart readings. Like a long time ago. <laughs> like a long time ago in the internet age, maybe two years ago. <laughs> so I've run a lot of charts and I still to this day cannot find it on the site. So I just Google Astro Free natal chart or free chart, free birth chart, it'll take you there. You enter your birth information, including your time, if you have it, your birth time, you do the chart. Anyway, so this, your sun sign is just one part. But for, my, for me, my sign, you, when people say, what's your sign, they're asking about the sun sign, whether or not they know that. And for me, my sun sign is Capricorn. So in these books, which, you know, are kind of like the older books are kind of crunchy, like they're, they're kind of... Um, fatalistic. I read one recently, one of these older books, and it was so fatalistic. It was like, so I'm a Capricorn sign and my, my boyfriend is a Sagittarius sign. And it literally was like, I, I, I was dying laughing and I, I showed it to him. He was like, oh my God. It was like, Sagittarius men, if they can't be with the woman they love, they'll love whatever women are around or something like that. He travels a lot for work. So I was just like, I mean, I was laughing my ass off. I was not like, it says this about you. <laughs> but I was, and then it also said that Sag, said for Sagittarius and Capricorn couples, they should just look elsewhere. <laughs> it was like, you're completely sexually incompatible. You should look elsewhere. <laughs> oh my God, I'm laughing so hard remembering it. Needless to say, I consider us, us compatible, not to be DMI, but it was really funny. I was like, babe, it's over, I guess. This book from the 80s says it's over. Anyway, my point was that when I would read these books and like turn to the Capricorn page, it'd be like, Capricorns, it'd be the really classic definition. And I've seen definitions of the signs evolve so much over the years. And I'm so happy for that because I think most modern astrologers have a much less fatalistic view and they view it as, um, I, 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 a couple years ago, I went on an astrology treat with the Astro Twins in Tulum, and I learned so much about astrology. That was kind of like when I really dived in. And the way they put it, they say that your astro your chart, or even just your sign, whatever part you're looking at, is it just tells you your factory settings. It doesn't really tell you like how you're destined to be. It tells you how you kind of default. So I really like that definition. So I think most modern astrologers don't view it like this, you know, this really fatalistic, like, this is how it is kind of thing. But I would turn to the page as like a young, rebellious, like budding goth youth. And it would be like, Capricorns are highly ambitious workaholics. And they, um, they're very conservative. That was always the one where I just like slam the book shut. <laughs> they're very conservative and like stodgy and all these words, right? And what's, and I was like, that is not fucking me. Like, there's no way, like, hell no. It made me sound like a Republican. <laughs> no offense if you're a Republican, but like, you know, I'm talking about it from a humorous perspective here. It was like, you're basically, I turned to it as like an uber liberal, you know, goth in training. And I was like, goth in training, witch. I turned to it and it was just like, you're a, you know, you're a conservative Republican woman in pearls. Again, no offense if that's you. 
not saying anything about you. I'm just talking about stereotypes here, <laughs> which are obviously bullshit. And little me though, had no, did not buy it. And so I decided astrology was bullshit because I didn't want to, you know, be a Republican or something. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble on this episode. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Anyway, so later I dated this boyfriend. I dated this boyfriend. That sounds so funny. Um, I, I, I had this boyfriend who was really into astrology and he had a bajillion books on the subject. And I started to look into them more. And I, um, you know, I learned that there was a lot more to it. Now, I, I do still feel at the time, this was like around 2000, year 2000, year 2000, um, 2000, the astrology odyssey. Anyway, so I, it was a long, you know, it, it was still, these books I still felt were pretty dry and they weren't like now, like recently, for example, I've read so many books and like discussions of Capricorn energy. And one thing I've read is that they recently, that they, especially the women are so funny. And since I like fancy myself to be a stand-up comedian, <laughs> like I, I literally have a, um, a note on my phone that's like jokes I think of, but I don't think I'll ever actually do stand-up comedy. I think it's like maybe a next lifetime thing. And like, let's pray I'm still, you know, funny, or at least like, you know, the two people who have written to me from this podcast and said it told me I was funny. I hope that they are still around to at least appreciate my weird humor. But um, it, it's, you know, I, my point is that I've seen these, these definitions evolve. It's like now I'm learning, you know, I've learned these other things about the energy of Capricorn that, you know, in my youth I would have been like, oh, okay, I'm down with that. So I learned, you know, through the books of The Boyfriend, I learned more. You know, I, I still didn't dive in super deep. I really didn't. But I, I just like, wasn't ready for it, I think. But I learned that there was more to it. I learned that there was more to it. And I'll never forget. I was really debating whether or not to tell this story. I'm going to tell this story because I can't fucking help myself. I, I just can't. Like, I'm a... I'm just an open book. I cannot help myself. Okay, so I he had this book that I remember at the time. Emphasis at the time. I remember at the time was the book that totally converted me to the idea of astrology. Okay, so just wait till the end of the story because there's a twist at the end. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a great twist, but it's, you know, it's a twist. So the book was Sexual Astrology. <laughs> by um, I, Joanna Martine Wolfuck. I'll, I'll, I'll link, if it still exists on Amazon, I don't even know if it does. I'll link it in the, um, in the show notes. So this book, at the time, I was like, oh, I read the book. And I guess I read like the Capricorn section. Now don't go get the book and read the Capricorn section before finishing listening to the rest of what I'm going to say about it. Because there's, there are disclaimers at the end. Um, but <laughs> so don't go like get the book and be like, ooh, what's Caitlin into? Because <laughs> like I said, there's a, there's a twist at the end. Oh, I remember it's a book from like the 70s, I think. So actually at the time, it just said Martine on the front because I just looked it up. 
Um, the reason I know this is because I recently was reading a different book by her and I didn't make the connection. And that's the only reason I even know her name because I, I saw, oh my God, she wrote that other book. Okay, so I read this book and I was like, holy shit, this is so accurate. And this was the first time I read description that actually felt like it made sense because I was what I was learning was that every astrologer has different perspectives on different energies and how they play out in the signs. And the thing is, so a couple years later when I was in college, I was at a used bookstore and I found this book excitedly. I was so excited to have my very own copy. And I brought it back to school and all, all my friends, we like flipped through it and read it. This book is so fucking weird. Oh, the funny thing is this author is the same person who told me through this other book that, um, which is the only astrology book you'll ever need. I'll link it too. That was the book. If you want to get like a laugh, there's some good information in it, but it's very fatalistic. She's the one who told me that I should look elsewhere in my relationship. <laughs> so anyway, in, in college, I know I'm bouncing back and forth in the timeline. In college, I brought this back to like my dorm or whatever with my friends and we all like excitedly flipped through it. This book is so fucking weird. Like I actually, in retrospect, have no idea what I read. I was like, that's such a fit. I mean, there were a few things, sure. All I can say is that it must have been one of those things where I was just like in the right place at the right time back in high school to learn about astrology. And so it vibed with me because, okay, needless to say, I don't think my preferences had changed so much, but it, this book would had so much weird shit in it. And I am not someone who judges other people's sexual practices by any means, but like really weird shit. Like I, I one thing I remember so clearly is this book was like, I, I think it was for Capricorn. It was like, you you enjoy having your armpit caressed by your partner's big toe. <laughs> okay. If, you, if that feels good to you, like, I don't fucking care. Like, that's not the point. So no, again, don't write to me and be like, I'm offended. <laughs> to be honest, I've never had, actually, I think I did have someone, I think I had my current boyfriend do that as a joke because I was telling him this story and it just tickled. <laughs> but you know, I do know, I know some people like tickling, so maybe that's part of it. My point was this was a book for like the public, you know, the the average person, whatever that means. And it, it had some really specific kinks. I should say really specific, not weird. Because who am I to say what's weird and what's not? Really specific stuff. So in retrospect, I have actually no idea why that book like really just resonated with me so much when I first read it. But I still, I do have to credit it. That's why I had to tell the story. I, I do have to credit it for getting me into astrology, right? So anyway, it was, like I said, later when I attended this retreat with the Astro Twins that I really dived in and I learned so much. So if you aren't familiar with astrology or not, you were going to go into a lot of specifics this month. But, you know, I learned it's not just about your sun sign. There are all these other planets that are at play. And, you know, for me, I'm a Capricorn sun, but I'm a Gemini ascendant, which is often how people perceive you. And, you know, so people really perceive me as very, like, outgoing and open. My energy is very open. I like connecting people. I like connecting people together, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is funny because I'm actually an introvert. A lot of people are shocked to find that out because they hear me on like the podcast or, or, you know, even if I'm like talking in a small group at a party, like I'm the life of the party, but only for that small group. At least that's how I view it. Anyway, so there's your ascendant. There's your moon, which is about what you need to feel satisfied and like emotionally, um, you know, um, 
if you hear those dogs barking, I apologize. Those dogs are like the death of me. Anytime somebody walks by that door, they lose their minds. It's my neighbor a few doors down. Anyway, um, so there's your moon, which is about like what you need to feel supported and emotionally, you know, cared for. My moon is in Sagittarius. So like there are these three very different influences. Those three, like a lot of people think of that as the sort of building block of astrology, that your top three. You can find out your sun just knowing what day you were born. Although, interesting, recently I had a friend message me and she informed me that her entire life, she thought she was a Virgo. Her birthday was like the first day of Virgo season, according to every book. I don't know what day that is. I forget. September something. Um, she was like, I'm, I always thought I was a Virgo. It made no sense to me. She recently ran her chart with her birth time and her birth location. She was born in Moldova. If you're listening, I won't shout. I'm going to keep you anonymous, but thanks for sharing this with me. Um, so when she actually did her chart, it turned out she was a Leo. Because of like the time, it's in another time zone in different hemisphere. Uh, not, maybe not different hemisphere. Anyway, it's, you know, because of the location and time of her birth together, it actually put it on a different day which is nuts, or like put the stars in a different place. I, you get my point. So that's why it's really helpful if you do know your birth time. So if you don't, um, you can still have your sun sign, almost definitely, unless you're like her. Oh, that's the first time that's ever heard, I've ever heard of that happening. So, you know, it's not super common. You can often find out your moon. If you don't know your birth time, you, you can find out your moon, but here's the thing. There are many days where the moon is in two different um, signs, like one in the morning, one at night or something. If the Because the moon changes sign every two, like two and a half, three days. So depending on the time of birth, it, it's like you have to basically find out if that day, which you can find out online, if like on your birthday, did the moon change sign or was the moon in the same sign all day? If it was the same sign all day, you know that's your moon sign even if you don't know the birth time. Um, and otherwise, it's like you have a guess between two, basically. And then your ascendant, you can only find out with your birth, your birth time. So definitely there are parts of your chart you can find out, even if you don't know the time you were born, and then other parts that you don't, that you can't find out. I learned at the, this retreat, you know, that there are, I learned all, so many aspects. You know, there are the houses, there are the, you know, all of like all these asteroids, all of these things. I'm not going to describe it now because this is not like an astrology 101 or 201 because <laughs> a lot of stuff's kind of advanced episode. My point was that I, I just learned there was so much more. And really that brings me to the fact that astrology is, it's a language, you know, it's really about learning. It, you're learning a new language. And just like if you're learning, you know, Spanish on Duolingo um, or whatever, you, there are different levels and over time, you, you know, you learn more and you learn more and you learn more. So what's cool, though, is that even, okay, so I'm kind of going back in time again. Um, it was probably like a year or two or maybe three, I don't know. My whole past just blends together. What can I say? 
couple years before I went to this astrology treat and really had my mind blown open. And I highly recommend um, looking into the Astro Twins. They have a really, really easy to understand way of explaining complicated astrological concepts. Um, It was, I forget where it was. I read something on the internet that introduced me to the idea of the North and South nodes. And this was honestly, it was so funny because as much as in my youth, I would read like the stock description of my, of my sun sign Capricorn and be like, this is bullshit. I don't believe it. I literally just like, there was a chart on this thing I read. I wish I could remember exactly where it was. There was a chart where you could find out your North and South nodes based based on your birth date. I don't believe you need your time for that because they change much more um, slowly. The node placement, I guess, like it's longer lasting placement. That sounds weird. Longer. Anyway, I don't think you need your birth time to find out your north and south nodes. You can just Google north and south nodes. Like a node, like a, you know, a node. (laughs) Basically, these are placements in my understanding. I'm not a professional astrologer, but these are placements in your astrological chart. They're not like planets. They're not planetary bodies. They're not asteroids. They're, they're points and points in space. Anyway, I read this like description. I found out that my south node was in Scorpio. My north node was in Taurus. And I read the description and I literally fell back in my chair. I remember it so clearly I was like, holy fucking shit. Holy shit. It's what it just resonated with me so deeply. And here's the thing. So the South and North nodes, they're your karmic points. The South node is considered to be the karma you bring into this lifetime. Now, I always feel the need to have like a caveat about karma because a lot of people think of karma as like, oh, bad. Like you did bad things, you get a bad thing, you know? Or like consequences, which it kind of is, but here's the thing. It's an Eastern idea and, and language, the way it's described, it just really can't be fully translated. And as a result, I feel like we've lost, we, we, we've lost a lot of the nuances around what karma really is in the West. My perspective is this. It's just, it's really just the experience and energy you bring into this lifetime. That, yes, is the consequence of what you've experienced in the past. So your south node is thought to be the karma you're bringing into this lifetime. And your north node is thought of as like your north star. It's, you know, what you are meant, I put that in air quotes, because, you know, again, the concept of destiny and being meant to do things is complicated as well and very nuanced. It's, you know, what you are meant, air quotes, to grow into kind of in this lifetime. What you're, what you're here to learn. Here's the thing about karma. I think a lot of people, especially a lot of spiritual people miss. And I say this is the thing. This is based on my studies. This is based on my own messages I've received, you know, from spirit, etc. So, you know, agree with me or not. It's fine. We don't have to like step into our highest potential in this or any other lifetime. 
Like nothing bad is going to happen if we just say fuck it. And that's the thing about the South and North Nodes. The South Node, it's the karma you bring into this lifetime. But beyond that, it is, it's the, the sort of content matter of your life where it always feels like you've, you're here again. It's like the patterns that keep repeating. And this is really powerful for personal development work because, you know, we look at the, our patterns from a psychological standpoint, but I'm really interested in where they play out as on the karmic level, on our soul's level. I believe that's why patterns are so problematic and, and they, why they feel so bad sometimes. Once you realize you're in a pattern, it can feel so bad because on the soul level, you know you're not achieving your full potential. You know, I talk about the sacred pleasure of your highest potential, especially my upcoming course, the Army Venus Bootcamp, live digital intensive, which if you haven't checked out, be sure to click the link in the show notes because we start next week. It's going to be fucking dope. 14 days of daily classes, really amazing content. Check it out. So, you know, it's like the thing about the patterns is when we realize it, we realize we're not achieving our highest potential because we realize we're just stuck. We realize if it just feels like it, things happen again and again and nothing ever changes. And while on the human level, we can psychologically, you know, logic our way around that, our soul knows better. It knows that like this isn't where we're supposed to be. But here's the thing. You have to decide to step into the unknown, what's next. Because the thing about the North Node, it's what your sort of, your lessons that are available. I like to think of it as that. The lessons are available for you to learn. Will you accept the challenge or not? Because the North Node stuff, it feels alien. It's the opposite. So the North and South Node, the placements are opposite on your chart. So like Scorpio and Taurus, in my case, are opposite signs. So you're basically being pulled from like what's comfortable and just, you know, feels good and like it's easy and it's just not a big thing. You're being pulled from that to something that you have no experience in. No fucking experience in. And that's hard. That's hard. That's scary. It can feel like, honestly, the North Node stuff often feels like the stuff that you like know you should learn, but just feels like a drag. And you're like, can I just not? So for me, North Node and Taurus, it's about a big theme of it is financial stability as a spiritual practice, which I've talked about a few times on the show. That has been a big journey for me that I'm going to talk about in a bit, but Definitely the area of my life that has been the most difficult of all has been finances and like under having a healthy relationship with money and, you know, all that shit. So for me, definitely it was just like, oh, like I know, but like I would only wanted to know on the surface level. I didn't really, really want to change. Like I would read personal finance books, but like I wouldn't actually change my behavior, which at best, in the past, I'm very different now, but at best was, you know, flighty and irresponsible. And at worst was like highly addicted to the dopamine hit of spending to replace, you know, to, to basically like create a feeling of love and excitement that I was lacking. Um, and so you're, 
you know, it, it's, it's like the call. It's the call. Will you choose to heed the call or not? I really believe that, you know, we're given these lessons in life. And a lot of people think of life as like a video game. Like if you don't pass the lesson, you can't go to the next level. And I don't really fully believe that. I believe it's a buffet of lessons to learn and they're probably concentrated in certain areas. In this case, I absolutely believe they're concentrated in the lessons of your North Node. And you can choose to learn the lessons or not. Me as somebody who has historically learned things the hardest way, you know, it's been a big fight to access the North Node. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. That's a psychological belief, you know. Definitely an identity belief in my case. I'm somebody who thinks, it's just like, I have to learn things the hard way. It's like, says who? Says me, you know? Anyway, so it was really powerful to me. And this really fed in later. You know, it's still something I study. I'm really interested in the North and South nodes. And I'm interested in, in like my coaching clients, for example, because often my clients are kind of always come to me with problems that need to be solved, you know, patterns that need to be broken away from, unlocked, you know, areas of their lives that they are struggling to be better in, that they know it's time to figure out. And I love looking at looking to the North Node because that really gives an indicator of what's that area that like is really difficult for you, but if you can master it, you're going to like win at life. It's when you unlock it, everything pours forward. So that's really interesting. But here's the thing. We're given these lessons. Maybe it's, in, it's through experiences. We're given experiences and we may choose, sometimes we just choose the easy one. We're not always going to choose the North Node, you know? And that's fine. It doesn't mean we're not evolving and growing. And that's important, I think, to realize. So, you know, I saw these karmic imprints in everything. So, you know, with my clients, I saw in tarot, you know, Every single, I honestly think it's every single tarot session I've ever done for clients. And if you're interested in booking a tarot session for me, I'm actually retiring my individual tarot, tarot sessions at the end of the year. So I'm not saying I'm never going to offer them again, but they're not going to be regular offering at all. I'm probably only going to offer them as like a special add-on to like bigger packages. So if you're interested in booking one with me, you have to do it by the end of the year. I'll put a link in the show notes for that because I don't want you to miss out. Um, so what, every single tarot session I've ever done with a client, including myself, <laughs> well, it's a lot harder to do it for yourself. Um, I'll actually in a moment get to like what I've been using for tarot for myself as a little aside because I think it's interesting. It's an interesting solution to the whole like tarot is difficult when it's yourself because you're hella biased, you know? <laughs> so um, in every tarot session I've ever done, I've noticed there's always this underlying pattern that you feel like you can't break. You know, there's a reason why when I'm, I ask about certain things, you know exactly what it is. It's because you know what your own bullshit is that you've been dragging around. <laughs> and you know, like you're, you've come to the session, wanting to break out of it at least a little. You know, the people who come to me for tarot are not people who need their hands held. You know, I'm a, I'm not like a super, I'm a little bit of a tough love person. You know, I'm gonna tell you, tell it to you like it is. So it's very rare that I get someone who's like, 
you know, who doesn't know exactly what it is I'm talking about, exactly what their bullshit is. And they just kind of need someone else to be like, "Uh, so what are you really going to change? And the thing about the tarot is that annoyingly at times, (laughs) I'll fully admit, this is a very annoying thing the tarot does, is it gets underneath the like nitty gritty bullshit that you think is the problem and it gets underneath into the thematic problem. It's like if you believe in God or angels or spirit or higher power or guides or whatever, something bigger than yourself, think about it. Like how many times have you been like, I I just need to figure this out. And it just like seemed like nothing was working. And then later you realized it wasn't a big fucking deal. It kind of worked out, but like not in the way you expected and you survived and blah, blah, blah. I always think that if, if, you know, there's anyone listening to our prayers, it or they or whatever are like, we're just going to not listen to that because that's like not even the issue. Like we're not going to send you like $50 to cover this bill because like the issue is that you're overspending and you need to figure that out. Otherwise, this is just a short term solution. You know, it's like the thing that knows better that that like it's even the part of us that knows better and that knows that it knows what's really in our highest interest, which is usually not the thing we want. So, or I shouldn't say that. It's not that that's not usually the thing we want. It's just that it's always more complicated (laughs) than what we think. And the tarot annoyingly will, magic does this too. Spell work totally does this. You know, it will like clear away stuff you think is the issue and force you to confront the real issue. That's the biggest reason why if you ever practice witchcraft or spell work or ritual, why your rituals don't work. Because there's an underlying issue you're ignoring. And to like get the little shiny object that you want is going to just further put you in a hole of getting further away from understanding that pattern. So these patterns I've found almost always are reflected in the north and south node. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull charts for clients sometimes beforehand, um, just like to see, just because I'm curious, or I'll ask them in the, you during the session if they know, or I'll look it up sometimes. It's really interesting because those patterns we deal with, it's, it's like the things we run away from. The north node is this thing we're constantly running away from. And that's, that comes out in a tarot session, that comes out in coaching, that comes out in just like the shit you're manifesting in your life, myself included. (laughs) So it's really interesting, really interesting. So this year, at the beginning of the year, and I talked about this a bit, my experience has changed so much, um, but I talked about you know, setting a lot of goals around finances and kind of really wanting in air quotes to put get my shit together in that area. And um, I, in a lot of ways, I really did. And I'm absolutely on the right track. Absolutely. It's actually completely insane to look back and realize. It's funny because I was over the past few weeks feeling like, oh, I had a couple big goals around that. that it, I mean, maybe I'll be able to accomplish that. Like it doesn't, it didn't really look like it was going to be so possible because I was not nearly as far as I had expected to be. And then I realized that underneath, like beyond that stuff or before all those big goals, there were a ton of structural things I had to change about the way I, not just the way I viewed money, which is kind of where I started. I did deep, deep dive work on money mindset with Amanda Francis 
the beginning of the year. Um, but even beyond that, like so many other things that related to it and a lot of practical stuff I had to do, you know, a lot of like things I had to get up to date and just learn about and all this stuff. And, and so often when we set these big goals, we forget there's like a million mini goals beforehand. And, you know, sometimes those mini goals take longer than you thought because you weren't even thinking about them, you know? So I've accomplished a lot in that area. And it hit me like maybe a month or two ago when really things started clicking and shifting. I really noticed that my habits had permanently changed and it just, I mean, I could really go into it and maybe I will. If it's interesting to you and you want me to talk about that more, let me know because I probably won't bother unless it's something like the whole money thing and stuff about debt and everything, unless that's something that you all would like to hear about from a practical and spiritual perspective. So let me know if that is something that you would find valuable. But I realized, holy shit, this is all my North Node stuff. I'm finally stepping into the North Node. This is crazy. It was crazy. And and there's so many levels to the crazy of it that like I'm not going to get into now, but just so many parallels and it's like looking at things I've pushed away in the past and just like, oh my God, it's so, it's, it's been real wild to realize. And then I was reading the past couple weeks because there's the Saturn Capricorn convergence happening in January and which if just Google it if you don't know what that is about. Um, and Capricorn is, um, Saturn is entering Capricorn in December. And it's going to be like a really fortuitous time for Capricorns. Hell yes. I mean, it's going to be interesting for all of us, but like Capricorns are going to kill it. But a big thing is that like I was reading, whatever you're kind of focusing on now is going to be your guiding light. And if you can... Because Saturn rules like structure and it's kind of like the taskmaster of your astrology chart. So, you know, as its placement is shifting, I was, I've been reading that whatever you haven't learned in the past, you're going to be forced to go back and like make sense of again. And that's totally been the case for me, feeling like I made progress and then like backtracked and all the stuff. Of course, it's all part of the plan. So no such thing as going backwards. And so all, and all this basically. So what I realized is that I was getting all these messages that yes, I was on the right path and not just that, but I was learning what had to be learned finally. And that was really exciting. So I encourage you to check out your North and South nodes, Google them. Like I said, I think you can even just look it up in a chart. Um, and they're all kind of the same. So I'm not going to like include a link. You can find it on your own. But I really encourage you to look into this and to allow this information to allow yourself to ask big questions about what you're holding on to and what you're moving towards and to use that as a tool for your own growth and transformation. So if you want to further, 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 if you want to further your own growth and transformation, and you want to do so in a very short time, definitely check out my Army Venus Bootcamp Digital Live Intensive. It starts next week. It's a 14-day intensive where each morning you'll receive a sort of motivational essay that's going to give you a really strong focus for the day, teach you a new tool to shift your mindset, to establish better beliefs, to change your languaging, to all around step into what I call the sacred pleasure of your highest potential with empowerment, with 
real focus on the divinity that you are, making sure that your life and your habits reflects that. So each morning you're going to get an essay along those lines. In, in the afternoon, I'm going to be teaching a live class every single day for the 14 days. All are recorded. You can access them indefinitely so you don't have to worry about making every single one. It's going to be an expansion on the topic and really provide a space to go deeper into these ideas. So it's 14 days. You'll experience a total transformation. It's an amazing way to sort of enter into the... I mean, enter into the end of the year, there's a lot of pressure around it, a lot of pressure to shift. And the reality is that a lot of people feel like they haven't accomplished everything they want to accomplish. And a big part of that is because we feel like, I paused last because people were yelling in my hallway, <laughs> like the hallway of my building, not the hallway of my apartment. Anyway, <laughs> although there's a lot of pressure around the end of the year because we feel like we haven't accomplished our goals. And Honestly, I've, what I've found, even for myself, is the biggest reason I don't accomplish things is because my energy, my mindset is not behind it. So the purpose of the Army Venus Boot Camp is to really overhaul the beliefs, the thoughts, the ideas you have about what you get to have, what you deserve, to overhaul that in a short time, like I said, 14 days, so that you can really move forward and not just like enter a new year, because let's face it, the new year is kind of an arbitrary line in the sand of like things are different now but really enter the next phase of your life regardless of what day you decide that starts enter the next phase of your life in a powerful beautiful way so check it out the link is in the show notes or you can head to rebirthofvenus.com slash live bootcamp check it out it's an amazing it's amazing content really digestible really accessible and i can't wait to see you inside so stay tuned for an interview I have coming up for you on Friday. You're going to love it. Like I said, check out my this, my stories on Instagram. Link also in my bio. In my bio. Link in the show notes. <laughs> I'm confusing now. I'm like, am I talking? Who am I talking? Am I talking on my podcast on Instagram? I don't even know where I am. Um, check out the link in the show notes to connect with me on Instagram to get uh, some little sneak peeks of the upcoming episodes. And I will see you all on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon.